Better days are on the way. You've been through a lot. Now it's time for you to shine again. This is the Wisdom Worth Knowing podcast. I'm your host, Craig Chamberlain. If it's your first time joining me, welcome. Thanks for giving me a shot. You can subscribe to the podcast on all the major social networks, including Facebook, YouTube, or Rumble. You can also subscribe anywhere podcasts are distributed. That includes Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Wisdom Worth Knowing is brought to you by Audible, where listening is the new reading. For a limited time, my listeners can get unlimited access to thousands of audiobooks completely free for 30 days. Just sign up at audible.wisdomworthknowing.org. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E wisdomworthknowing.org. Better days are on the way. You have been through a lot. Now it's time for you to shine again. Do you have hope? It's a timely question to ask. At this moment in history, things aren't going so great economically, which can really, really start to weigh down on the average person, especially because, well, things need to go economically well in order for us to survive, right? We need some kind of stability, especially financially, so that we can stand on it while we operate and function in our everyday life. If our basic necessities and the things that allow us to function securely start to kind of dwindle underneath us, It always creates this tension of unrest and uneasiness that isn't easy to ignore. And so we're going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about how we can deal with it, you know, how we can handle the pressure. And then hopefully talk a little bit about hope, you know, what we can put our hope in. So better days are on the way. The the, the reason I really like that part of this quote is... It does have an emphasis on the future. And if we're honest about where we're at, and, and, and if we are in a bad spot, it is difficult to look forward. You know, uh, I've noticed that whenever something heavy or significant happens in my life, it kind of, rat, uh, I want to say, cracks the foundation. So I don't know if you were aware of this, but as you function every day, you make a lot of assumptions about your everyday stability. You assume that when you get up in the morning that you can have your cup of coffee. Then you assume you can get in your car. You assume you can drive to work. You can assume there's work to do. You can assume your paycheck is coming this Friday. You can assume society is continue to play, will continue to play by the same rules it's always played by. And then something changes. You know, there's a new factor introduced into your life that rocks that stability. Let's say you lose a job and that thing you've taken for granted every morning is part of your everyday routine. That was your stability now has completely destabilized you. So it kind of throws your life into chaos and chaos is scary, you know. Or let's say you haven't lost your job. Let's say there's a threat of losing your job. Sometimes that's enough to throw you off of your trajectory and and to destabilize you. Maybe there's a death in your family. That certainly would be a destabilizing thing. Maybe 
you get sick. There's a sickness, even if it's a short-term sickness. That certainly is destabilizing, at least for a little bit. Maybe there's a... We did job loss, family. Maybe Oh, maybe there's a relational issue. Maybe you um, somebody cheats on you. Maybe there's a betrayal, not just... Re- not, not just in your intimate relationship, maybe there's one in a personal relationship. These are all examples of things that are destabilizing. And the reason they're destabilizing is because they wreck the things we assumed would be running smoothly. Or at least if they don't wreck them, they threaten them. And what I'm trying to get at is, is there are underlying securities that we need to have in order to thrive and function as human beings in most way, in, in most cases. And those, those components, that foundation, allows for us to take risks that are calculated. And so if you have a a certain part of your life that's currently destabilized, you have to have some kind of a hope in the future that it's going to be restabilized. You know, if you have a crack in the foundation, you have to hope that you can at least mend the crack or repair it in some way. So this better days are on the way is kind of a, is conceptually is, okay, so right now things aren't going so well. You know, it's us telling ourselves, hey, things aren't going so well, but you know what? We're going to, I'm going to move forward. And as I move forward, we're going to restabilize. We will establish a new stability and things will be consistent again. And so having hope that things will come back to normal is a good thing. Like we we need to be able to bank on the idea that we can fix at least these problems, or we can adapt to them. And if you don't have a lot of experience, this is a lot easier said than done. Like if, if you're young and you, you really haven't overcome any kind of tragedy or betrayal or job loss before, the significance of this destabilizing effect is, is very high because it's not like, it's not like you're going to wake up tomorrow and magically have the experience necessary to overcome the problem. And so what I've noticed is in everyday life, anytime something chaotic introduces itself and I panic, it does take some time for me to adjust. But as we overcome those things, as we overcome broken friendships, broken relationships, broken jobs, broken economies, as we, as we endure those things, we build the character necessary to have hope. You know, we cultivate the experience because we learn that honestly, at the end of the day, as human beings, we adapt incredibly well, you know, and you don't have to look that far back to see just how well people do adapt. And even today, when you observe other people, the, what they are able to adapt to is quite amazing. Um, like all you have to do is look up a story. Um, I always talk about "Can't Hurt Me" by David Goggins. That's one of his books. It's actually an audio book too. And his story is quite amazing because he started in a abusive 
heavily abusive family, you know, and he was able to adapt and come out of that. And, and he shows the perfect example of it. I mean, he's a, it's a crazy example because of how amazing he did, but it is the perfect example of how stability can be obtained through tragedy and strength can be obtained through discipline. And these aren't things we like to hear. We don't like to hear. It's like, oh, well, you can, you can restabilize yourself if you put in some work and effort. But it's true. You know, the, the human capacity to adapt is infinite. I genuinely believe this. It's part of the reason I'm a, I'm a person of faith. I think that Christianity or religion in general offers hope especially for people who are in absolute despair, you know, when, whose lives have completely fallen apart. Maybe they've made some of the worst decisions. And it offers redemption. You know, redemption is, is a way of recovering from hardships, from dark times. Self-inflicted or maybe inflicted by society. You know, the idea of redemption isn't, isn't about becoming a perfect person. I mean, it's not, not about being a perfect person. It's about coming back from literal hell. You know, maybe your life literally fell apart. And maybe it's by your own hands and by your own doing. But that's okay. I mean, if you look back at the human race, that's a pretty common story is things falling apart. What's not a common story but it does become common if you embrace this idea of redemption is coming back from that. It's heroic even. You know, when you look at a person's life and they they were able to get themselves together, but things always went well for them, it's not as fun of a story. You know, it's like, and what is your story, right? It's not as fun of a story when somebody comes from success and becomes successful. It's like, okay. <laughs> But before I move further on with that, it's that time. Wisdom Worth Knowing is brought to you by Amazon Audible. If you're like me and you love reading, but don't have the time, then Audible audiobooks may be the perfect solution for you. With Audible, listening is the new reading. You can pop in your earbuds and discover that next exciting adventure or expand your knowledge from any PC, Mac, Android, Alexa, or Apple device. And check this out, because you listen to this show, for a limited time, my listeners can get instant access to thousands of audiobooks from Audible's Premium Plus catalog completely free. Just visit audible.wisdomworthknowing.org right now and take advantage of a free 30-day trial. That's right, for 30 days, you'll get full access to Audible's Premium Plus catalog, as well as an additional free title of your choosing. If you discover audiobooks aren't for you, no problem. You can cancel instantly online. That's it. It's that simple. Two years ago, audiobooks began to change my life, and they may change yours too. Pause this podcast, head over to Audible, that's A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot wisdomworthknowing.org, and sign up right now for this limited time offer for my listeners. And that book, Can't Hurt Me, by the way, is on Audible. Highly recommended, actually. It's a very unique audiobook. Uh, to warn you, it's got really bad language. He's a military guy, so it's all part of that culture. I think it's effective, personally. I think it's it's a proper use of language. Very motivating and inspiring. But this idea that we, um, we can redeem ourselves or come back from tragedy, you know, it gives us hope. You know, and that's one of the reasons I, I like I said, I do like 
I like Christianity in particular because the story of Christianity is a redemption story. You know, a man was literally killed and then brought back from the dead. I mean, the the literal part of that story aside, it's also metaphorical. You know, it's both. Um, you know, the 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 world literally destroying you, and then you coming back from that from that attack and from that destruction. Not only coming back from the worst point you can be, which is in this case it was literal death, but like I said, it's both literal and metaphorical. So we can come back from metaphorical death, which is hardship and suffering inflicted upon us by others, by society, by the world, by sin, quote unquote. You know, people don't think about sin in that context. They don't, they don't think about sin as something that happens to them. You know, when we talk about sin, we always talk about it in the context of, of what we're doing or what we do to others. But the world is a fallen world. And, and a broken world happens to us. There's unfair systems. There's unfair relationships. There's betrayal. There's, heck, actually, that happened to Christ. <laughs> he, he experienced literal betrayal. He experienced literal rejection, you know? And so darkness happened to him. And I don't want to get too preachy. I just, I just, the point is, is this idea of redemption is one of hope, you know? And no matter how bad things get or seem to get, if that stability that we've had, that, that, that foundation that we've had gets rocked and, and broken down and deconstructed, and we have to figure out how we're going to come back from that, it's, it's amazing to have that hope. To know that, that we as human beings can overcome some of the darkest and, and worst things that can happen to us. And just start observing around you. I mean, there's people who, who have, have endured immense suffering. And they found a way. And the amazing people, and these, these people do exist are the ones who always have a smile on their face. You know? And and that's and it's a thing we can we can strive for. So better days are on the way. You've been through a lot. And your suffering is you're not alone, you know? And and that's that's the second part I wanted to really address on this is that no matter how perfect everybody's lives appear, I can say this with I got 37 years of experience and I'm hyper observant. And I don't mean like in a fun way, like Sherlock Holmes or, or Sean Spencer. I, I, I have a tendency to watch people and I don't mean like creepily from a window. I mean, I, I just observe human behavior. It's always fascinated me, especially on a societal level. And people absolutely amaze me. I mean, they just do their ability to to pull themselves to get like like uh, be, the mothers, the fathers, the the workers, people's abilities to to wake up every morning, pull themselves together, and go to work and put the work in, and do it with a smile on their face and find that joy and find their little corner of the world that they love, and do it day in day out. You know, you as even as the world clearly is a broken place. We people miraculously find a way to to salvage, not only salvage but but thrive in such a dark place. 
And and that's amazing to me. Like it's easy to let the the weight of the world crush you. Like that's our default position. The world we could sit around and we can rail against the world and we can rail against reality. And we can complain and be bitter about the reality of how how unfair and unjust everything is. Or we can take steps to at least in our corner of the universe. Even if our corner is a tiny little room in, in our house or our apartment or our cubicle. And we can make that small corner a positive, helpful piece. You know, like we can, we can stabilize that. You know, we can, we can transform that into something good. And that is miraculous to me, that we have that power, that we can make our own little slice of Eden, you know, out of amidst, surrounded by absolute darkness. And what's what's further amazing about this is as we do this, we actually inspire others to do it as well. You know, I've mostly been inspired by people who somehow find a way to do things well, especially amidst tragedy. That inspires me to do better. And so it's, it's really an amazing thing. So hope is contagious. You know, when you see other people operating as if things are already better and overcoming tragedies because they, maybe they just shrug it off. They say, yeah, yeah, it's not great right now, but this too shall pass. And then they move forward. And then, then you stand there and you were angered or bitter and resentful. It's really hard to stand there and say, that person's got the wrong idea. You know, it's like, it's hard, it's hard to argue against that. It's like, wow, that's a really positive attitude. We could be cynical, which by the way, is my default condition. We could say, well, it can always get harder. (laughs) Let me tell you how bad it can get. So, but that's not constructive, right? I'm not selling hope. I'm selling despair at that point. And it's really hard not to fall into that trap, you know, and I got a buddy of mine and we frequently do this, you know, we'll, (laughs) we, we go, we go down the, uh, the proverbial rabbit hole of, of despair and end times. And I don't mean like biblical end times. I just mean like, it's going to be our generation, man. We're going to be the ones who end it. But of course, every generation thinks its generation is the generation that's going to end it. And I don't blame them. If you just look around, it's, it's a mess. You know, if you observe what's going on in the world, it's always a mess. It's always been a mess. And if there's one thing we've learned from history, it's that we haven't learned from history. Better days are on the way. We need to have that hope, that, that hope in redemption, that hope in restabilizing. And if, you're, if you, your life has experienced one of these events that have rocked it, and destabilized you and, and caused panic attacks and severe anxiety and depression. And that's okay. That's normal. That's life. That's what happens. Life happens. And there's no escaping it. The sooner we accept that we're going to have ba- bad days, weeks, months, sometimes years, in which we have to kind of just put the pieces back together to the best of our ability. Remember, our lives, and I have to remember this too. Our lives are meant to be lived in a very small scope. 
and 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 in a rapidly expanding connected world our heads are 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 wrapped up in so many problems that are outside of our scope of responsibility that it's really hard to remember that that little corner of reality is it like that's that's your life it's your job it's your family it's your friendship it's your relationship you know th- these are you these are the things that that you were given or you took responsibility for and we can focus if we focus on those little things right in front of us if we focus on our houses and cleaning our houses and our rooms if we focus on cleaning up our family and relationships if we focus on doing well at our jobs and we stop thinking about the world in this macro perspective and where do i fit in the grand scheme of things it's like that's where you you're there you're, you're you're where you fit that's why you're there that's is it is it what you wanted is it what you expected no generally speaking it's never what anybody expects you know we we don't we don't really get to pick we there's some choices we get to make that that impact where we land but when you settle into something that's 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 where the cross section of your experience and your in your in your relationships and your bloodline that's where it that's where it all cross sect section that's where it all crossed i should just say so you you are a very unique person in a unique set of circumstances with unique experience and in your growth and your diligence in that area does matter you know and i i get wrapped up in this drama the drama of the world story of my story. And I, and I sit back and I'm wondering like, well, what, what big difference am I making? What's my big impact? And you, you look for these mountaintop experiences as if life's supposed to be this big. What's the word for it? As if we're supposed to be bigger than we are. But the truth is, is we're not. That's, it's all a trap. That's all a lie. And it's a trap that I've fallen into over and over and over again. And the reason I say that is because, and I'm just going to throw this out there. The most amazing people are the ones who treat other humans well. And if you think about when you're a child and you look at your parents and your parents are everything. Think about one, you're wondering if you have value. Look to your relationships. And I don't mean dating. Look to how you treat people. Because those are the most significant and impactful parts of your life. You have no idea what kind of positive ripple you can cause by complimenting people regularly, by being polite. By having good manners, by being considerate, by loving people well. And when you start to sit back and wonder, well, what am I doing here? What's the point? What's the what's the big plan for me? It's like that's it. Like that is the, that's it. That's the plan. Because if you love people well, 
this is not easy to do. But you are, in those people's lives, a rock. You are that stabilizing effect that helps keep their their foundation together. You are dependable. They can trust you. They can can rely on you. They They can be honest with you. And, and the reason I say this is because you as one person, if you try to go out and change the world, will probably be crushed by it because it's too much responsibility for one person. And it sounds like it's great and it's all good in your head because you're like, I can take it. But the fact of the matter is, is very few of us can even do our intimate relationships well. And that's me too. Am I... Loving my children well? Am I loving my brothers and sisters well? Am I loving my mother and father well? Am I loving my coworkers well? If we do this diligently, we won't have any time for anything else. We just won't. And 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 you will create significance. It'll have a ripple effect, like a rock dropped in the water with the ripples kind of ex- ever expanding outside of your little corner. It ri- it'll ripple outward. You know, it'll just like, it'll ripple. It'll have a ripple effect. And you never know, three, four, five, six people down the line, they, they won't even know who you are. But you you loved them well. And And I do think that this the, the cornerstone of the Christian faith where it says, you know, love others, you know, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul. You know, that that's just supposed to be your vertical alignment, by the way. Don't chase greatness. You know, love God, that's his job. You let him do that. And then the secondary is love your neighbor as you love yourself. And he says, like, this sums up all the laws. All of them. The entire Bible, <laughs> he's like, that sums it up. You know, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul. That's, by the way, that's easier said than done. Heart, mind, and soul. That's 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 a calling. And then love others the way you love yourself. It's like, we love ourselves pretty well. We make sure we're fed. We make sure we have nice clothes. We make sure we're warm. We make sure we're, we have good jobs. We make sure we're comfortable. So loving others in the same way we love ourselves, that's a high calling. And I would argue almost none of us do this well. So that is greatness. You know, whatever your definition is. And so if you want to if you want to restabilize yourself, that's a good start. And 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 we could we could talk for hours about loving yourself well because by the way, self-care is is included in that. Making sure that you love yourself enough to get a job and take care of yourself, to get an apartment or a house, or or a place to live. Take on some responsibility to learn a new skill, to commit yourself to a job, to commit yourself to a real relationship, not one that's just self-indulgent. Like, these are all things that, like, we need to do well for ourselves so that we can love other people better. We need to stabilize our own lives. And when, when the world happens to us and destabilizes us, we just, we have to have hope that we will work toward that stabilization again. Will it look the way we thought it would look? No. That's the problem with expectations. But but we can have hope that once we stabilize things, it'll be different, but we will be stronger. We will have endured a hardship. 
And then we can use that experience to help others who are experiencing the same hardships. And that's the way. This has been the Wisdom Worth Knowing podcast. Thanks for joining me today. Before you go, please like, share, and subscribe on your favorite social network. That helps the show grow. It feeds the algorithms that give recommendations to other people to watch the videos. So please do that. You can also subscribe and leave a five-star review on whatever podcast network you might be listening on. It includes Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Check out the website at wisdomworthknowing.org for other ways to connect with the show and me. And um, better days are on the way. You've been through a lot. Now it's time for you to shine again. So let's work on being the best version of ourselves we can for today. Because as always, that's all we can do. Thank you and have a good day.